welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler. I am back for this episode. The boys couldn't keep me away. And I do have Court Winsett and Cameron Spann with me. We missed you, Katie. Hello. <laughs> you sound like y'all missed me. Especially Court over there with his whole, hello. Uh, I just couldn't figure out how to open this episode. I just was like, oh, there's so many different ways. We had a fun boys night out with Andy, but we did miss you. Ah, uh, well, I, I mean, it was awesome learning about crypto. You know what? I think I need to have a stab at it. So we need to do another episode where I kind of give my take on crypto and maybe get Andy back involved again and we can banter. But that is not what this episode is. This episode, wait, have we done the opening bell? And there's the opening bell. Sorry, guys. Got out of practice for one episode and I've lost it all. Okay, so this is kind of an episode talking about a jargon word. So, you know, bringing back that jargon violation. Several people have come into our office recently and used this term. And I've started doing more research and it's all over TikTok, all over Instagram, Facebook, you name it. People are talking about this phrase and it kind of makes me wonder, do people really understand what it is? There are definitely a group of people that do, but then there's a chunk of people that have no idea what they're talking about, and it's really just become a buzzword. You're killing me, Katie. What is the word? What's the phrase? Passive income. Oh. You've got passive income, you've got active income, and you've got portfolio income. So active income is earned. That is your paycheck. That is the money that you are going to your job. You are earning money. It is You are actively working for that money. You work hard for that money. (laughs) (laughs) Portfolio income, kind of what it sounds like. That is income from your portfolio, your assets, you know, mutual funds, whatever it may be. And then you have this passive income, which has really become a huge buzzword. Um, You know, every time I hear people coming in, they're like, oh, well, I want to be able to retire at this age and just live off a passive income. Yeah, let's be blunt. The passive income is not always used correctly in in current times. There are a lot of people that are using it in a way that I would say is uh, is wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> it's so okay. This is from Investopedia. You know, so there's we've got the three main categories, and what a passive income is earnings from a rental property a limited partnership, or other businesses in which a person is not actively involved. So, for instance, a silent investor, for example. But people are using this term, and it tends to lead towards the work from home or be your own boss. And it really is not being used correctly, as you said, Court. It is a definition that really you're earning some money from this, but you're not supposed to be actively involved. You're not supposed to be working hard for it. But that's not what's happening. A lot of people are putting passive income stamped on something where they're actually doing a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, sometimes more work than it should probably take to earn the money that they're earning. And the thing is, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but when it comes down to the boom, 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 the IRS, they're going to make sure it's labeled appropriately because the IRS... When the passive income, when used as a technical term, is defined by the IRS as either net rental income or income from a business in which the taxpayer does not materially participate. Mm. So if you got passive, what you think is passive income coming in, but you the only person that's doing something to get that income coming in, it's probably not passive income. 
And it's, I can see how people get so confused by it because, you know, this is a, a definition I found off, you know, the internet because, you know, the internet tells the truth all the, the time. The interwebs don't <laughs> lie, Katie. Passive income is money generated from investments, properties, or side hustles. See, Sa- side hustles. That's just not, that, that's just not true. That's what throws this off. The goal is to achieve a steady flow of cash without the daily commitment of a full-time job. Okay, yes, but some of these side hustles, people are working hard for it. More time-consuming than their real job. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I'm a big, well, I mean, we we, we both obviously are, are big into podcasts. We do our own, but I'm a big podcast listener. And there are some podcasts out there that are... I mean, and we put a tremendous amount of work into our own podcast, but there, there are podcasts out there where I know the person who is doing the podcast has got to be spending just, mm-hmm. you know, 30, 40 hours a week getting their podcast, just just writing it, getting it yeah. ready to, to, to actually record. God knows what else goes into it. And finding investors, finding, yeah, I mean, you know... People to advertise because that that's how they make money. That doesn't sound too passive to me. No. And I mean, that's at the end of the day, it's, you know, you've got to worry about Uncle Sam and those taxes that are coming in. But you hear these expressions of make money while you sleep. And that's the draw is we, you know, a lot of people worked from home and a lot of people are, right now it's a trend, people getting burned out. And it, a lot of the, I'm not going to label a generation, but a lot of people are not wanting to work long term and work in long careers. And they're wanting to retire younger and wanting to do these side hustles, passive income opportunities so that they are just able to enjoy and live life. And and for some people, it's it works. But for majority, they're not understanding what is happening here. Okay, this list said you create something, a blog, a book. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm just going to make a book real quick. I'm just going to create just a book. create a book. Yeah, that's that's just passive income yeah. right there is me just creating a book. I mean, so there's also something in there called leveraged income. And that is by taking risk and paying a large price up front in terms of time and or money with the hopes of reaping the benefits down the road. So that's another thing. If you, you take that risk. So yeah, okay, you you buy this property. You put up all the money up front. You make it nice. And you're taking the risk that people are going to want to rent it. And yes, you can live off the residuals, live off that rental income coming in. And you see all these TikTok stars and... Okay, I'm not going to go into the TikTok yet. Let's go through this list that we found, and then I'll go on my TikTok rant. (laughs) Because TikTok apparently is, you know, teaching everybody everything. So this is a list I found that um, is a number of ways to earn passive income. Some of these we're going to agree with, some of them not. (laughs) Open a high-yield savings account. Okay, cool. Have your money working for you. Hmm. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Portfolio income? Portfolio income. In one? Yeah. Okay. I like this next one. Buy a company. Buy a company. Sure. Got a couple mill laying around where I can just buy a company. (laughs) I'm going to buy a company. Now, how are you buying that company? Are you making a stock purchase of a company or are you just buying in as a limited partner? Because limited partnership, that is the essence of, uh, of passive income. But if you're just making a stock purchase, then chances are... You're not going to be very passive in the income that you're generating for yourself off of that company. Yeah. So buying a rental property, yes, that's definitely if you can have that income coming in. But 
Also, that's you've got to have a lot of capital up front. You've got to have a lot of work. If if you're not managing the property yourself, you've got to make sure you've got all your liabilities straight. You've got everything set. You're legally covered. So, you know, that's, yes, a passive income, but it's not as simple as I'm going to buy a Airbnb property. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to live off of the income from that. Okay, we well, got to do the research. Got to figure it out. I mean, it's still technically rental property and rental income is passive income, but you know. Rent out your car is on this list. Sure. <laughs> Actually, you know, um, I recently spoke to some, I did not know this was a thing, but apparently it is. I recently spoke to someone who has purchased a third car mm -hmm. that they use as a rental car because there is now an app where you can go in and of course there is. rent someone else's car through an app where they just like, you know, you, you go in through the app, you rent the car, you go pick it up and you drive it around. And that, I mean. That's bizarre to me, but hey, there's an app for everything and there's ways for creative ways to make money, I guess. That's kind of strange. Below rent out your car is advertise on your car. So you're pimping now yourself out? <laughs> yeah, that's truly passive. I mean, you're going to be driving around anyway. You just got somebody else's banner on your car. That's 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 some passive stuff right there. That I mean, you know, how much do I have to do to, to, to generate income just driving around when I'm going to be driving around anyway? Yeah. Rent your parking spot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't have a car or if your lease agreement gives you two parking spaces, then, you know, rent it out. Okay. That makes sense. Rent storage space. I'd, okay. Okay. Sure. That's kind of weird. Rent your bike. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess it goes back to the same thing as the, the these bike rentals that are all uh, all over a lot of the major major cities. You know, you can you you've got a, an app and you just walk up to a bike yeah. and and or a motorized scooter and you just app it up. I get uh, so these next two pets sit in your home or house sit for somebody. So are we going back to like our teenage jobs? Is, is that what's happening? But, but how, again, how is house sitting or pet sitting passive income? Because you're working. You, so yeah. you work for well, that's, it. That's not, that to me is not passive income. No. As a matter of fact, that I, I guarantee you that if the IRS were to find out that you were making two, three hundred dollars a, a pet sitting job, they're, they're, they're going to treat that very much as active income and they're going to want some uh, some taxes off of that. And you're, if you're wanting to be viable, then you've got to have like marketing plans and figure out like this is who I am. I'm trustworthy to be sitting in your house or watching your dogs or whatever. So, I mean, that's not just a you do it. Oh, yeah, on the side. I just do this. You're still working. Rinse your tools. Okay, are you Home Depot? Well, what about the buy sell domain names? I mean, I guess, I guess that's passive. I mean, you know, you just I type in a domain name and I mis I mistype one character and and get taken to some site that says this this domain name is is available for sale. And if I wanted to buy it, I guess I could. So I guess there's somebody just sitting back collecting some cash off mm -hmm. of that. <laughs> But I mean, I feel like there's got to be some work on the front end with that to make sure. Oh yeah, sure there's that, some setup yeah. costs. I'm sure you got to invest in the in the the the, the webbiness of it. So uh, purchase a <laughs> purchase a billboard. Okay, sure. Just go purchase a billboard. Just, just go buy <laughs> sure. a billboard. Okay, this next one though, purchase a blog. Purchase a blog. Okay, is it a blog that someone else is doing all the contributing to, and I'm just like. Uh, 
I've got a, a I've got an, a, a, a website and I'm posting the blog on my website, but someone else did all the work, then I guess if I'm generating some sort of ad revenue off of that through clicks to my website yeah. or something, then I guess that would be passive. But well, And I guess if it's some nerdy, very smart person that it's like, I'm going to buy all of these domains or I'm going to buy all this web space. And so people have to pay me to use it to put their stuff on there. It's kind of like... David will talk about how McDonald's, McDonald's is not in the business. David Pickler, David Pickler. Um, he's not talking about how McDonald's is selling hamburgers, but they're in the real estate business because they own the land and then people can franchise and have the buildings on top of it to sell, but they're earning off of that rental income of that land. And the, so there's different ways around it and people who can capitalize and see like, oh, I see that Someone's really going to want this land over here. So I'm going to buy it and then I'm going to sit and look pretty and make all this money. But that requires capital. That requires somebody to be able to have that much to put the capital and take that risk. And it's more of leveraging. Let's see, licensing your photos. I mean, I think that's a lot of what's happening with this whole NFT stuff. And I don't know. I tried licensing my photos the other day and nobody wanted them. <laughs> what were they photos of? That were me. <laughs> Self-publish a book. But isn't that working? I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a lot yeah, of work. You're, you're writing a book to publish. Create, How'd... yeah, create greeting cards. So, so we're Hallmark now. I mean, but that's to me, if you're creating greeting cards, you're, you're working, you're creating something creative. <laughs> you're putting in the time. Well, and... I mean, I guess once it goes into mass production and you're just selling them over and over and over again. True. Then, but I mean, you know, that, that, that begs the question when is when is something like when you're getting royalties off of a TV episode that mm -hmm. you filmed as an actor and you know you're just getting that royalty check is that passive income or is that active income because you certainly put the work in on the front end but now you're not really doing anything other than collecting the check yeah so I think it's in that it would be the passive because you're just collecting the check but it was active when you were putting in the work yeah, okay, start a vending machine. I actually know a couple who did this. They did healthy vending machines in all the high schools, and they put up all the capital up front, put these in, and they're now kind of out of it. The school's in charge of stocking it, but they're getting paid almost just a, a rental fee from it that they put the product, put the machines in the schools, and they're getting the money off of it. Hmm. Passive income's out there. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is a real thing. It's real. I'm just not sure that it, it, it is what... <laughs> I'm just not sure that means what you think it means. Yeah. Fezzik. So, okay. Active income versus passive income. Because this, like I said before, is all over TikTok. You sit there and search in the hashtags and stuff and type in passive income. And it's just one after the other. Do you want to make passive income? Do you want to make passive income? And it's all these people with different things. They're like, make this Excel template and sell it. Okay, yeah, well, so you've got to put in the time. But of course, if you make an awesome template that then is going to be sold 10 and 20 times, or I guess 10, 20,000 times, <laughs> you don't want to put all that work in and just get 20 of them. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not the one to do passive income. <laughs> but like, for example, Cam, you, you do graphic designs. Mm -hmm. And I think some people would consider that passive income, but you're not just making one little character and then selling that a thousand times over in my world what i do is definitely active because i create the one thing the one item the logo 
and it is a flat fee and I sell it to them and all the rights to it and I don't get any more from it. See, but like, I know that you just uh, did a logo for a barbecue company, I Mm -hmm, think. mm -hmm. But if you had changed that and maybe did like a contract where you get a percentage of every time that logo is used, then you'd be just sitting back rolling in the dough. That's right. Maybe I'll consider that in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Sorry, everybody, for future use with Cam. (laughs) So, okay. Here is a list I found from Forbes. It is the top four reasons why passive income is a dangerous fantasy it's just a fantasy because with everything with financials is there there's good there's bad and there's ugly and i think too many people hear the buzzwords and they don't do the research to figure out is it right for you and i mean you can even go back to our side hustle episode where we talked about you know when does a side hustle become your real job or when is it consuming so much of your life that it's not beneficial to you anymore so that's kind of with this is doing your research I hate to throw it out, but particularly young people are really enamored by the potential out there of having this passive income and being able to sit and do nothing and make. Well, this you hate money. to throw what out? The, 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 that it's young people. Yeah, it's you just made a generational accusation I there, did. Katie. But it's—I mean, it—it it really is this fantasy that's being sold that it's you know easy work and you I get want paid some easy and it's that's not always true easy money even when you sit there and okay i'm going to go to the tiktok people when you go to these tiktok people who the made, tiktok people yes yeah every every phrase that you say you're sounding older and older i know older. i'm not that old <laughs> but it's i was looking at this uh what's her name madison ray or something mm-hmm. She's made all this money on TikTok and she started out and about a year into it, she hit a million plus fans and then started getting paid advertisement and she dropped out of school yes. and, to be a full-time celebrity. To save up that money. She, I mean, she's basically just doing, I mean, uh, the stuff that I am familiar with, the content that I am familiar with that she puts out is dances. I mean, she does, she does a lot of TikToks that are, that are her dancing and she, the advertisers pay her to run their ads on her videos or whatever. She's, she's earning money. She's putting in some work. She's, that is not passive income. I mean, the ad revenue that, that is generated from people that are clicking on her videos, that mm-hmm. is certainly, you know, that, that, that you might classify as passive, but she is definitely putting in the work to produce these videos. Uh, and she also was doing a lot of promotional appearances and stuff like that that were requiring a lot of her time mm-hmm. to promote herself and to promote her channel. And th- that time was time that was being taken away from uh, from her other pursuits, namely her academia. But she was making gobs of money, mm-hmm. or is making gobs of money. I so, hope she's saving it, though. That's, well, that's my fear, is because, yes, like I, I hope her stardom continues and that she is just a celebrity for forever, but... Back in my head, I'm always thinking, like, what's the backup plan? These people that have gotten famous and have made this money, like, you see how quickly people turn on others. If some bad video comes out or some derogatory comment comes out, your career is tanked. And if you have been living the high life, rolling in all this money and blowing all this money, you could be gone. Do do y'all remember that documentary several years ago and it was... These people who, it was back when videos were first really coming out and people were traumatized of how they could never get a serious job because they were like, you know, split pants girl or, you know, something stupid like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, okay, so this really may 
when we were starting off this episode talking about passive income and what is passive income and is what you're doing really passive income and so on and so forth. But when it comes down to it, whether it's passive income or not, I think one of the things that we can really say this episode ultimately is going to be about is what are you doing with that money? Because mm-hmm. just because the income is passive doesn't mean you can just blow it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're relying on that as your main source of income, then you need to be making sure that you are taking care of it and that you are still following all of the same financial rules that we've given you for everything else. Because... A source of income like that can be a huge boon to you if you save properly, invest properly, and spend properly. But if, on the other hand, you just going out and blowing that money willy-nilly, then sooner or later you're going to find yourself working back at a McDonald's or, yeah. you know, back in school. And it's it's sexier to go with this whole, like, passive income or whether it really is active income, but these more fun, like, content selling or purely graphic design, all of that. At the end of the day, yes, you may have more control over your time, but then you got to think about like, are you saving that money? How are you paying for healthcare? Because more than likely, if you're doing stuff on your own, you don't have health benefits. You don't have that company match of a retirement plan. And I mean, I know that's when I do financial plans and we have people retire early, I have to build into their bridging for healthcare until Medicare kicks in. And so that's something that you've got to think about, oh, this great money you're making, but are you saving it? And are you building in what benefits being with a company had versus now being on your own? Because mm. that's a whole other ball game there. I was skeptical at first, but it is real. <laughs> okay, so let me go through these top four reasons why passive income is a dangerous fantasy. And this is from Forbes. Number one, you can't stay ahead of compes- competition passively. Competition. Competition. <laughs> you can't stay ahead of competition passively. And so that's true of if you are living this sweet life and you are able to make a product and live off the residuals, you've got to constantly be staying up the curve because you see how quickly things are hot and then they're not. Very, like, I feel like that's sped up so fast just in the past couple of years that it's, I can't even keep up with all the trends right now. And it's just that. You can't just do the same thing over and over again. You've got to constantly be on top of it all, which is actively involved in it. This next one, you can't maintain a loyal tribe of customers passively. Mm, Okay. Right. I mean, you've got to listen to who's bringing the money in and what's happening. Like, I mean, the joke, I talked about cornhole boards the first several episodes. My word. (laughs) Always bringing those cornholios back. But the thing is, is that was trendy for a while. And then now they're not really anymore. I think that you, they were trendy among one person. You, you, you were the trend. (laughs) I never heard anybody else talk about cornhole. (laughs) Well, maybe I was the one person keeping her in business selling these cornhole boards. But that's the point of is that, you know, you've got to keep up with the Joneses. Okay, number three, you can't lead great teams passively. Which to me with teams, it's almost like, that's act. That's a job. Okay. Well, let's go. But you know, we. I feel like we're gonna retroactively here define a term that not everybody necessarily is familiar with. So I'm apologizing and then trying to correct a, a, a serious and severe mistake because earlier on we mentioned something called a limited partnership, right? Okay, yep. We said limited partnership. If you are a limited partner, then you are. 
you are receiving passive income. Well, what exactly is a limited partnership? A limited partnership is something where you are basically funding an investment for a business. You are you are paying in your money in hopes that you are going to get a return on that investment. But mm-hmm. as a limited partner, you are not actually managing the business that you are investing in. You are not making any of the day-to-day decisions. You're that you are, silent partner. Yeah, you're you are just all you did was basically give them your money and then they are paying you back with with hopefully profits and whatever else. So if you're talking about a real passive investment, then it with something like a limited partnership, something like you can't lead great teams passively. Well, the whole idea behind a limited partnership is I'm not the one that's leading the team. Mm-hmm. There is a general partner that is actually in charge of leading the team. I'm just there to try and make some passive income. So, you know, I don't I, I don't know how how much I really buy into the whole you can't lead great teams passively. If you're if you're trying to generate passive income the right way through the right means, then that's kind of the point is you're not having to lead a team. Mm-hmm. So what that what what are they talking about? Well, I'm going to finish this list so I don't get off of it, but then I have something I want to go back to what you said. So the last one on this Forbes list was you can't create meaning, passion or purpose in your life passively. So that's going into the whole thing of that people are that are trying to just live off a of passive, then you know they probably should have something else they're passionate about, or that one of their passive income streams turns into much more of an active because they do want to be involved in the decision making and be involved in what's happening to the day to day. But something you said, I can't think of the name of this site, but there is a site that people would put up their ideas. And then you could go Kickstarter. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Kickstarter. You could go and kind of be an investor. And if they got, if they raised X amount of dollars, then their product would come out or their album or whatever it was. And so that's kind of, I don't even, is that still around? Yeah, it's still rolling. Still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, that's what it would be. So if, you know, Cam needed a silent partner to really cash flow his graphic business, then, you know, it could be that. I wouldn't have any decision making on who his clients were, what it was, but he paid me X amount for whatever he did because I invested in him on the front end. As you can see with this, it's very confusals. <laughs> yes, I you made that just word up. Made that word up. I made Say that, that again. Word. It's, <laughs> it's confusals. It's confusals. Because it's it's are you leveraging? Are you, is it passive? Is it active? Is it side hustle? Like, I mean, really, you've got to get to the heart of what it is and especially when it comes to taxes you got to understand that interestingly i don't use any of those terms really and certainly not interchangeably side hustle is not for instance a phrase that i ever used before i started doing this podcast with you um passive income was not really something that i was i mean i knew what it was and i was aware of it but it's not something that i was going around telling people, ah, I need some passive income, you know, but it it seems like these things are just coming up more and more often. It's weird. Well, it's everyone's wanting to disassociate themselves from big companies and they're wanting to have their own thing, which is theirs to show. And I mean, I know we had somebody come in the other day that's like, when I retire, I want to have seven sources of income. I was like, what? That's a lot. I'm trying to go through and I'm like, okay, well, so you're your two retirement accounts, Social Security, rental income. You know, seven is a very powerful, magical number. I think, obviously, they're just going for 
the 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 strongest number of sources of income they can so that if they are killed they won't actually be killed how about seven myths about passive income again you, very yeah, powerful magical you can't number. afford to believe headlines apparently i haven't ever seen this before but amazon founder jeff bezos currently earns over two hundred thirty thousand dollars per second yeah i would take one second of his life just like just once a year <laughs> let me be him for a second yeah and so that's why people are hearing of things like that and these TikTok people making $5 million a year. And everyone, I was I was watching this drama show on Netflix, Inventing Anna. Have y'all heard about this? Um, it is about this con artist socialite. This, this is a real story. It happened um, 2016, I guess. And uh, she, it's all about her conning the New York system. And I mean, it's it's very impressive. But throughout the whole thing, it says people always want more money. No matter what, we are all greedy at the heart of it. And we always are striving for more money and more ways to make money. And so this kind of goes with why the trend is happening right now is people want to make more money. They want to, they think they can make more money, but they want to work less. They're not willing to put in all the work. And I mean, Jeff Bezos didn't just, you know, snap his fingers and get this success. No, no. He started in McDonald's commercials. <laughs> so, have, you, have you ever seen Jeff Bezos early in McDonald's, McDonald's commercials? No. Yeah. yeah. I, it may, no, it may, I don't think it was McDonald's. I think it was Taco Bell. Anyway, yeah, he was in a, he was a very early on. He was in a Taco Bell commercial. This was before I think he started Amazon. So, you know, he, he was, he, yeah. he, he was hustling early on in life, eating Taco Bell. So even if you don't generate as much passive income as Bezos, an additional source of revenue could allow you to leave the daily grind of the nine to five workday so you can pursue entrepreneurial dreams or travel the world. That's where it says additional. So that's still saying you have that nine to five to really build up that base. Generating passive income isn't as simple or straightforward as some of the world's richest people make it out to be. Figuring out how to generate a steady flow of cash requires a lot of work. Even more importantly, it requires your dedication, your own time, and investments in the right areas. So it is not something you just go, hey, I, I want some passive income today. If you're serious about passive income and decrease the quality of life, you can't afford to fall for these seven myths. So number one, you can't set and forget your revenue streams. Durr. The harder. I mean, that makes sense. We like the idea of not adding additional work, but it's still going to be something you can't just set it up and leave it and well, never touch it. Well, just the phrase set and forget, mm -hmm. it just gives me like cheap uh, infomercial mm -hmm. vibes. Set it and forget it. <laughs> it never works. You never set and forget it. You, you know, you got to come on, yeah. people. If you aren't doing your part to stay on top of industry changes, customer expectations, and other responsibilities, you'll find in an active business, your passive income will quickly dry up. That's sad. <laughs> okay, number two. You only need a single weekend to get started. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like pa like the passive income and the whole weight loss thing of it's like, all you need is this simple pill or all you need is one weekend and you're set for life and you've got Bezos money coming in. Yes. No. Yes. It's Jeff Bezos started with books, baby. He just he was like, man, I'm gonna go out and buy some books and I'm gonna sell them online. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's worth a billion trillion dollars. Yeah, you've got to create a source of revenue that will deliver lasting results and requires a lot of research and work. Even I mean, I know we kind of picked fun at some of these TikTok people and you know the influencers, but there's a lot of time that goes into it. They can't just 
take a picture of them like outside and be like, oh, look, I'm having a nice day at work. They've got to think about like, what are they posting? Who do I need to tag in this? What, you know, what time do I need to post? When do I need to do this? So it's not just a willy nilly like, oh, let's just post this picture of my dog. No, I need to make sure that the product placement is in the corner and we've got this and we've got that. So, well, yeah, not only that, but I mean, I love one of my favorite things to do is to to look at the the Instagram feeds of the influencers that will actually show you like the stuff that they discarded. Like, you know, there will for every one picture that they post, there will be 50 that they're like, yeah, no, this was garbage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of the things that go into just getting the one perfect shot, they're working hard. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, we can make fun of them all we want to, but they're the, the ones that are really, really very successful are putting a lot of effort into cultivating a particular image and, you know, making sure that their, their stuff is out there in a way that, that, in the way that they mm-hmm. want it to be out there and that is best going to serve their their needs and purposes. Um, I just, I think of like Mean Girls and it's like Regina wore a, you know, scrunchie and then I had to get a scrunchie because it's just, it, these people are having to be advocates and ambassadors and they're getting residuals and money back to them because someone clicked on their post and used their code and bought something. Okay, number three. One solid source of income is all you need. No. No. Obviously, love is all you need. The Beatles <laughs> uh, made that clear long, long ago. Love love is all you need. Yeah. So another, Love is all you need. Uh, another dangerous myth is that you generate all the money you need with a single source of revenue. This is like putting all your stock market investments into a single company. If the stock does great, you'll be rich. But if the prices fall, you're broke. So it's... It's diversification, which is what we've preached across this entire podcast, is you diversify your assets, you diversify your risk, you diversify your, I mean, you you have your backup plans. You make sure you are not solely relying on selling this graphic of Mickey Mouse or whatever. I don't know. Well, you know, Katie, you weren't here for our episode that we just did on crypto, but imagine the people that are out there that are like, oh yeah, I'm going to make all of my money. I'm going to make all of my money just just buying crypto and just watch it grow. And I'm never going to have to do it. I'm just going to set it and forget it. You know, um, that it, that's that's a that's a poor way to, to, it, to yeah, plan. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Life isn't fair. And you've got to think about, especially the past couple of years, what has that taught us? That like, I mean, there's going to be a hurricane that comes and hits you and uh, whether it's a pandemic or a fire or a tornado or whatever it is, but None of none of those off, things are like, actually hurricanes, just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, the stock market's going to crash. You get laid off. Like, something happens. You've Disasters. Disaster. Okay, number four. Real estate is the safest form of passive income. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I think a lot of people used to think is that passive income, rental properties. And that's a good option, but you've got to really understand it because... Properties are going to require repairs and updates. What if you have bad tenants? What if, you know, a tornado hits that house? Like, I mean, things are going to happen. And also, we've talked about in other episodes, making sure you're legally covered. Because if, you know, the ice storm hits and your tenant slips and falls and busts their head open and it's your property, if you're not protected and have that in a LLC, they're coming after your personal assets. So you've got to be smart with this stuff. Okay, number five, you need a business idea to earn good money. 
When you read about passive income, it can be easy to get caught up in the idea that you need to become an entrepreneur or buy a property. This isn't necessarily the case. Many individuals generate all the passive income they need simply by putting money into savings and retirement accounts. And so that's what a lot of what we do with financial planning is we talk about have your money working for you and so that you can grow this money that eventually when you retire, you can have that money paying you an income and so that you can substitute your paycheck you were getting it with work with a paycheck coming from your investments. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the good old, that makes sense, do that. Or maybe have a rental property if you're smart with it. Number six, you'll naturally come up with great ideas. David Pickler will love this. If you build it, they will come. They have worked great in Field of Dreams, but in, it's rarely a recipe for success when launching a business that you hope will generate passive income. And I think that's the thing is, is we all have these, not everybody, because there's some really incredibly talented people and there's some very smart people, but good chunk of people are getting wrapped into the crypto world, wrapped into the passive income buzzword, and they're not understanding what they're getting themselves into, and it's almost becoming financial suicide. Gosh, okay, I'm getting heated on this. (laughs) And the last one on this uh, myth list, you need money to start earning passive income. A lot of the ones we gave you were a lot of capital up front, but you don't necessarily have to do that because... People are paying people for random things that they never would have paid before. Like, I've joked, but I'm serious. One day I might jump on the opportunity of somebody's going to come and fill my gas tank up every day or whatever I need that. Of course, I feel like that's working, but maybe that's not. (laughs) I don't know. But people are going to pay for different things to make their lives easier. And so whether it's, you know, investing in stock markets or starting a small online business, many people assume that you need a lot of money to start earning passive income, but that's simply not true. You can invest in the stock market with a little as $1,000 for those looking to start their own blog. You know, you can have those and sell those, you know, subscribe to my blog and listen, subscribe to our podcast and pay this much dollars for it. So there is things out there. And I feel like I want to. I want to go back to that the, that statement for a second. People assume that they need a lot of money to start earning passive income. This simply isn't true. You can invest in the stock market with <laughs> as little as a thousand dollars. I mean, you can invest with a lot less than that. I, but I mean, when did a thousand dollars become not a lot of money? I'm Inflation. Just, have you gone grocery shopping lately? Yeah. <laughs> Still. I mean, have you seen with the with Super Bowl? 50 cents actually $1.50 now? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's everything's so expensive now. And the biggest thing is, unfortunately, passive income is not permanent. A source of passive income can dry up or disappear at any moment. And so... Nice while it lasted. Yeah. But so that's where it's important of the whole diversification, like... You make this money and you put a little bit away for the rainy day and you you spend a little bit and then you put a little bit more back into it to keep it going if that's what you want. It's, I mean, there's just so many times when things seem like it's hot and you look back in history of businesses that have failed. They thought they had the next great product and then it flopped and they've spent all this time and capital and it's gone. They didn't have their rainy day fund. Give me some examples, Katie. Okay, so this was an example I found. Um, This person was generating approximately $1 million per year in passive income from various websites he owned. 
Whew, that's awesome. His website's generated revenue from links and banner ads and primarily on Google search drives trafficked to these websites. One day, Google, mm, Google came in and changed those algorithms. And his friend's website immediately started to receive less traffic. The following year, his income decreased to 500000 then to 250000 and eventually to zero. So passive is not permanent. And that is where you can't control when those algorithms start to change. You can't control when the next hot thing comes out and you've spent all this money building up selling cornhole boards and nobody <laughs> wants to buy them anymore. I have, uh, you know, I am certainly older. Uh, and so I've, I, my mind has been blown repeatedly over things like influencers and, uh, YouTube channels that are, that are making tons of money and TikTok people that are making tons of money. But the fact of the matter is that these are all, um, this is all entertainment. It's just, it's just new versions of the same entertainment that we have been consuming for years and years and years and years. Instead of talk radio, we're getting podcasts. Instead of, you know, talk shows and talk show hosts, we're getting YouTube videos. Instead of, I don't even know what the heck TikTok could be compared to, but... Vaudeville X. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're getting TikTok, uh, you know, uh, videos that you can like in and consume in a few seconds. Uh, there's nothing new about this. This the, the delivery system is different. Who is doing it and who mm -hmm. is succeeding at it is different. And I think some people my age are frustrated because the kids these days are going out there and making a ton of money doing nothing. Well, they're making a ton of money doing something. They're, you know... I've got a... I've got a... I, I know somebody who has his own YouTube channel... And it's it started off very small, and he's he's now got like three hundred thousand subscribers, and he's bringing in good ad ad revenue, and he puts a lot of work into that channel. Um, so I I guess my point is I don't want people to think that we're dogging on these new media areas and and the consumption of this media and the 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 value of this media because obviously. Advertisers are willing to pay yeah. to reach the people that they want to reach, and if if these if these videos, if these blogs, if these if, if these podcasts are reaching the people they want to reach, they're going to pay someone for it, and they're going to pay the creators, and that's great. Yeah. But not just like with uh, just like with with acting in in movies or with becoming the next talk show host or whatever. Not everybody is going to be able to 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 make it in that particular area you've yeah. gotta you've gotta have you gotta it, have good product well and for it's sure kind of like we talk about it's when you're hearing about this great stock that people have made all this money on it's probably too late at that point yeah because they got in sooner and so it's kind of like the decorated cookies that everybody keeps doing like now you're so saturated that everybody knows somebody who does these decorated sugar cookies and I know you guys probably don't know, but if your wives have ever had to pay for those suckers for events, they're so expensive. And it's just, there's new trends that are constantly popping up. I do want to throw in another IRS, but you know, got to throw that in there. Because um, at the end of the day, it's like what this business is, you've got to understand the details and what the IRS has standards for material participation, because that's again what they're looking at. If you've dedicated more than 500 hours to a business or activity from which you're profiting, 
If your participation in the activity has been substantially all of the participation for that tax year, and if you're if you've participated up to a hundred hours, and that is at least as much as any other person involved in this activity. So that is what the IRS is looking at to consider if you're a material participant in the business. And if you're a material per- participant, then that it's is active. active. It's not income. passive anymore. Mm-hmm. And and I know the work and time that goes into a lot of these things. Like like I consider pickler events as my kind of side hustle, and but. I put in a lot of work when I do have an event. And so that's earned income because I am putting in a lot of time. And so it's, there's nothing wrong with having those different streams of income. It's just making sure that you're labeling it appropriately, that you're looking at the details. And if you do happen to make it big on a YouTube video or a great product that everybody loves, just make sure you're finding your right partners, whether it's attorneys or accountants or, you know, financial people to make sure you're protected. It's, I think back to our sports episode, how we talked about all these athletes make this incredible money, but what happens when one of them gets injured? Like, I mean, OBJ at the Super Bowl got injured. I still kind of, I'm surprised he came back out. I really thought it was a stunt that he was going to see his baby being born, but he he came back out. But anyways, like what if his career was gone and he hasn't managed his money appropriately? So, you know, Court gets famous on TikTok for Uh, whatever. Court doesn't get famous on TikTok. For something. And he's now making millions of dollars on his appearances on Oprah and all these shows. But then if he just lives it up and blows his money, then... Living it up in the city. And I kind of started bullseyeing. Bullseyeing. Lord, y'all. Bullseyeing. 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 That's like jazzercising, but we're bullseyeing. Okay, well, then let's just move right into the bullseye. So, Katie, why don't you give us your bullseye? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so since I'm the one that kind of brought this episode up, it's... My whole point of it is passive income can be great. It can be perfect for some people. I just want you to know it's it's a jargon term. It is buzzword. And you really do need to, with every decision you make, it's the devil in the details. Really look into it because it is an awesome opportunity for some and not for others. So get your partners and look into it and explore the options and see if it works out for you. But it, they're not all bad. So my thing is this loyal listeners. Um, we may have actually gotten caught up somewhat in the in the terminology, passive income versus active income and what it really means in the financial world mm-hmm. and you know what it might mean to words and vocabulary change all the time and we live in a, a day and age where people are constantly reusing words that that have meant one thing for years and years and years We're and now it means something words. entirely new. <laughs> So, you know, words change. And so maybe we were focusing a little bit too much on the jargon and not enough on the underlying issue. And the underlying issue that I think we really wanted to address, or at least that I really wanted to address with this episode, was that there is no such thing as easy money. Mm-hmm. You're going to, it's going to require some work on your part to earn some income, or it's going to require an investment on your part to earn some income. You're not just going to, you know, wake up one day with a brilliant idea and somebody's going to be banging down your door to buy it from you. So no such thing as easy money. Make sure you put in the work, whatever it is you're trying to do. If that's earned some passive income, great, but it's not going to be 100% passive. You're not going to lie on a 
uh, what is that thing strung between trees? You know, the the thing, the clothesline. Clothes. No, the thing that you lay on. The, a hammock. 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 You're not gonna <laughs> lie on a, a hammock and eat grapes while money flutters. Living it up in Margaritaville. Yeah. That's that's not gonna happen. The Kardashians would beg to differ. It seems like they just breathe and they make money. Well, yeah. Well, I'll piggyback off of you. My bullseye is if you were looking at making passive income, just make sure it's not a trend. And I think a lot of the TikTokers, they're on trends right now. But I feel like dancing to Jason Derulo songs with an old man filter on your face is not gonna be around for forever. So make smart decisions. Although, you know, just to, to, to piggyback off of your piggyback off of your original statement about the thing with the people, I thought the Kardashians was gonna be a trend that went away. And it's still yeah, lasting. It's still around. <laughs> piggyback your piggyback. Oh gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear it again, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and subscribe and have this downloaded into your listening device every single week on Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, and Cameron, you can go to our website. That's BullCastPodcast.com. We also have a Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at BullCastPodcast. And we have an Instagram handle. Maybe we should post some more pictures there. That handle is at BullCastPodcast as well. Finally, uh, Katie, Cameron, and I all work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. It's a wealth advisory firm in Tennessee. And if you'd like to find out more about that firm, more about our amazing, highly skilled and very determined and helpful team and our boss, David Pickler, then please feel free to go to that website to find out more about that company. That website is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Court, did you say determinated? I don't think I did. We're making up all kinds of words on this Determinated. Determinated. (laughs) And I'm confused. Ladies and gentlemen, I've given you everything that you need to go forth and be merry. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we out.